1: Welcome to another exciting edition of the Thought Police, the podcast from hell. Uh, the one where we tell you the real truth uh, of what's actually going on. Kevin Sullivan's here with me. Uh, afternoon, Kev. Hi, uh, mate. Uh, it's been quite another busy week, is not it? It's certainly yeah, it certainly has. The odious Scobie, the scumbag, uh, as he's become known, um, all over the fucking over papers. the scumbag. Uh, yeah. I mean, I bet he, he you had can... no idea that this is what would happen when he wrote a book. Uh, uh, yeah, I
0: think that he th- basically... You know, we all know about royal books and royal reporting. Yeah. You know, it sort of takes the royal the real story of the royals, turns it into a bit of
1: a fairy tale. A few so a few little facts that you turn into big story. That's the way right. it's always gone. <laughs> Although to be fair, when Diana was around I mean, it actually really was a fucking soap opera yeah, you because know, she was it, brilliant. Well, I think, at I coming up with lines she and introduced to people, you know. Well, no, and I think it
0: always has been a soap opera uh, to some extent. But there's always been a kind of code yeah. with all of these books and all of these reporting. You know, if you don't go too far, we yeah. won't uh, cause you any problems. We'll problem. just let you do it. Yeah, yeah. that's the system. Omid, Omid Scobie, I think, naively you know, has taken that remit and just fucking sent it into uh, orbit. Right. And this book that he's written, by the way, uh, I've had a flick through it, it's fucking boring. Yeah. There's nothing new in it. Well, it's like the last one. Apart from if you lived
1: in fucking Holland. Right. Exactly right. But even at that, um, the names that have been bandied about have been published before. You know, we know Tom Bowers said that this was a letter that was written by Meghan, supposedly, to the king, um, which is obviously another one yeah. of her ways of invading her way back into the kind of situation, so yeah. that uh, she can say, well, I wrote this letter, you know, and, yeah. and, and yeah. I can't disclose what was in it, but, you know, somebody else can disclose what was in it. But you're right, because he's not writing it as a journalist, yeah. he's writing it as their mate, isn't he? Yeah. And that's the problem.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you read through the book, everybody else is a cunt. Right. Uh, but uh, Harry and Meghan are saintly, you know, they <laughs> Beacons of wonderfulness, they are. paragons of virtue. So it's quite clear where the narrative is coming from. But what he's done, you know, calls it end game. Yeah. royal family are not in a struggle for survival, according they're really to, not. According to him, they are. And uh, he's just sort of let loose uh, with all these fucking hurtful allegations and stories as I say, uh, none of them are new. Right. None of them are fucking new. Uh, we, we knew all of them, apart from these revelations in Holland... Which says that, uh, you know, by accident, somehow or other, a paragraph got into the Dutch version of this book that said... Which he says he didn't write. Yeah, which said that it's King Charles and and Kate who are the alleged racists. But look, who knows what the fucking truth is. But even if those two members of the royal family did say, I wonder what
1: colour Harry and Meghan's baby might be, that's not racist. No, of course not. Absolutely not. But the bottom line is, right, um, Harry, and I'd sort of forgotten about it until I re-watched it again, did that interview with Tom Bradby, in which he more or less killed the story off because when Bradby said well what about that bit about when you said yeah. that they were asking about the colour of Archie's skin yeah. and he was like oh well that was the British press who said that yeah. uh, we didn't say that um, did you hear Megan say anything about racism no yeah. so he says it didn't happen yeah we just, now, we just played that clip yeah. what's uh, a on, fucking a, on our twat.
0: show and what's really funny about it is uh, his uh, Tom Bradby's reaction given that he's supposed to be a mate of Harry's
1: right. like, no no we didn't say that. the British
0: press did that and then there's this sort of pause and Tom Bradby goes right Right. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Mm. Fuck off, And he has a a second go, doesn't he? Because he goes, well, yeah, but you did say that there was concerns about the colour of the skin. Do you not think that's racist? No. Well, if if you've got concerns about the colour of the
0: skin, then that arguably is racist. If you're just saying, I wonder what colour your baby will
1: be, that isn't racist. But I remember at the time when we watched that Oprah interview and I was listening to you today doing the fabulous Oprah impersonation. Yeah. He said, "What?" What? He said, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. The kind whoa, whoa. of, the kind of wind in. Yeah. You know, I mean, fucking hell. They couldn't have hammed it up any more than if they'd had fucking, you know, a set of dancing girls. Yeah. There. But, you know, it was always, to me, a fucking stunt that that story came out. Because even Harry, when she was telling Oprah that particular version, he looked fucking shocked that she'd yeah. even yeah. said it. Because I still think that he basically just told her that to make her feel good. Yeah. And suddenly now it's become a story. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, great, great stuff that, uh, that Piers Morgan decided to come out and fucking um, launch himself uh, the other night and name them. Um, because everybody else is now some sort of scrambling around. And people say to me, oh, who fucking cares about Harry and Meghan? What? Well, actually, if... Most of the world which it was true it's at the a time thinks that the royal family are fucking racist. I think that is a huge story. You know and fu- it's got to be fucking nipped in the bud. And what's funny about what Piers
0: did on Talk TV uh, I think he did exactly the right thing. I think his reasons for doing it were right. Yeah. And the public have got a right to know. Secrecy. No good ever no. comes of secrecy. It uh, honesty only comes from transparency. Right. So, uh, Particularly when
1: you're dealing with people like these two yeah. who basically use kind of, yeah. you know, rumour. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah subterfuge fucking planting little stories here there and everywhere you know all the fucking time it just never stops yeah and uh, so uh, so he does it so Pierce
0: sort of says "Um, when I heard last night that he was doing it uh, I thought oh fucking hell and then I thought do you know what legally there's no reason not to do this there isn't you're not not libeling Harry uh, sorry uh, Charlie and uh, Kate you're not libeling because you're saying outrageously they've been accused of something that clearly yeah. isn't true in one paragraph yeah. in a book published in holland right i mean that's not libeling them it's no. not libeling anyone else No, it's just revealing something that it should be revealed so the rest of the press and the rest of the media today are basically oh Piers morgan has done this an outrage, they're, they're going to outrage. but secretly really in, all, outrage. in
1: all the newsrooms they'll be going why didn't we fucking do it <laughs> exactly right Fucking right now, there's been a lot of people dying since the like last Fuck time I it saw you. Fucking Shane McGowan from the Pose. I just discovered the other day um, that he wasn't that he was literally at death's door. Yeah, and I don't think anyone's that surprised. He no looked terrible. terrible. He, he really, did look terrible. But you know what's very funny is that I think this happened last year. Yeah. Um, there was a pl- there was there was always this fucking because we now become so fucking woke. That every time <laughs> Fairytale in New York comes out at Christmas. They started. I think. I think it was Radio One that started it. They started playing a version which doesn't have "you scumbag," "you maggot," "you Jeez. cheap, lousy faggot, right. Yeah, yeah. So they had to expunge that, right? So I did a fucking rant, I think, on my show Good. about how fucking ludicrous it was, and was doing the same thing on uh, on the fucking um, uh, on Twitter and all that. And you know what happened? What? The Pogues blocked me. <laughs> <laughs> because- because ah! the fucking pogs had said, oh, yeah, nowadays we wouldn't use that kind of language. And I'm going, what the fuck? So yeah. I was defending them. And because I wanted yeah. the original fucking version of the song, they fucking blocked me. just woke cunts. What is fucking, wrong with
0: them? Just woke cunts, you know. Uh, fucking thinking there jumped on a band one yeah. day. Uh, yeah, we'd rather be
1: on Radio 1. Did uh, you know? I,
0: didn't, I only found this out today uh, on the day of his death, um, that Shane McGowan, uh, you know, singer of arguably... Uh, certainly one of the most famous Christmas yeah. songs of all time uh, probably the best uh, Christmas song yeah song. I, I think it's the best definitely yeah it's one of the rare mm. Christmas songs that's actually good yeah. uh, he was born on Christmas
1: Day was he? yeah that was oh, his I birthday. That. I never knew that well like, I got to, to know bits and stu- stu- pieces about him because Steve Lillywhite because I became quite funny with Steve yeah. Lillywhite of course it was Kirsty McCall that sings along with him yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, she yeah. really fucking made the song yes. and Steve told me that because he was she, they were married at the time yeah. and it was you know it was, her, it was bringing her in to do the song that actually fucking made it work. Mm. Because they weren't they didn't really know what they were doing before that. Yeah. Because they had a version of that song, but without her. Yeah. So, you know, it's really down to yeah. Kirsty, who is apparently a fucking amazing woman. Um and then Alistair the Darling passes away literally the same day and Henry Kissinger. kissing you I mean they say things come in threes, but not usually on the same day. Alistair Darling, uh,
0: some about five years ago or so he got a, brought a book out, you know, his life story yeah. or something. And he went. He published it, or publicised it, with this sort of event, drinks doing uh, a few uh, crudités at the Oxford and Cambridge Club. Oh, yeah. And he did a little speech, and then he came around and to everyone. So I met him. The nicest guy. Yeah, the nicest I guy. heard that. I don't think Trevor Kavanagh, for the veteran uh, political columnist on The Sun, so he confirmed that, he knew him very well. He said, a very, very nice man, very oh, yeah. nice wife. And he said, that Alistair Darling dates back to the days when... Uh, uh, even the Labour Party was full of decent people yes. who actually just wanted to serve the public. Which it They're not more. like that anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a very good point, actually. I can't think of anyone in the Labour Party currently who you would describe as, oh, he's a decent guy. Yeah, right? She's yeah a decent yeah. yeah, woman. yeah, yeah. You know, because they're all sort of grasping at each other's fucking throats. They're always up to no fucking good. Careerists. They're always, yeah, careerists, trying to fucking climb on top of somebody to get somewhere. You know, fucking odious people, yeah. really aren't they? Yeah. Well, you can't say much about different about the Tories, can you? Yeah. Well, I mean, no, Westminster's just full of cunts. Now. Yeah, it really is. Cunt central. Cunts. <laughs> you know, cunts. <laughs> cunts, cunts have you c- seen? I mean, the thing that fucking really pisses me off at the moment, right? Uh-huh. Is all of these fucking people that think they can just march around London like it's their fucking. Did you see the Albanians the other night? Yeah, fucking. Yeah. This is the second year in a the row they've done it. National Albanian day. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. National Albanian Day. So they've got these great. Really Rockets, horrible fucking flags. They've got this terrible, you know, sort of Germanic Nazi-looking flag, and I'm not suggesting for a minute that they are Nazis, but it looks like the, the Nazi eagle. Yeah. To have, You know, and I'm a They got shit <laughs> flags. <laughs> <It's a>, well, <laughs> it's just a pretty, you know, kind of menacing-looking flag. They put them all over their cars. They're all driving around in fucking top-end BMWs, Audis, and they Mercedes those things, G-Class. Yeah, and people were, you know, people on, on Twitter were checking the license plates and going, well, "Check this one on the DVLA, it's not real. Check this one of the DVLA, MOT expired." You know, I mean, they're all fucking. You know, these are people who I are think from, we know what they are. According to the government, we're sending all these Albanians back. Well, yeah. don't fucking look like it. <laughs> there's fucking thousands, <laughs> fucking millions. There yeah. are thousands of them blocking Westminster Bridge. I mean, I wonder uh, what, what they incredible. all do for a living. Tramp dealers. It's. I said to somebody on my show because it was happening when I was on. I said, bad luck if you try and get some fucking coke tonight." <laughs> they're all fucking down at Westminster. A terrible yeah. shortage of coke. Would yeah. yeah. you mind making it down to yeah. uh, Waterloo? Well, that's where we all are tonight. Yeah. You know. <laughs> of course, that, that would be a terrible slight,
0: but you know what I mean. Yeah, but they do that every year to basically to just say we can do it you
1: know yeah, uh, yeah fuck you and, they, and the police do nothing they just watch them well that's you what know. the police do they just watch them and then we'll come back for you later after we've filmed you yeah oh really oh that's good um, fucking but, balls. well look
0: at what they do with the Palestine marches oh, they I know. just watch them and of course uh, when there was the pro-Israeli have you been to any of those lately I haven't uh, no because the last one was a pro-Israeli which I should have gone mm. uh, if, uh, to offer my support yes. when I was busy uh, but I did notice Is That's that, uh, what
1: I call dedication. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah but I, I, was a bit
0: busy. I was down the fucking yeah. pub. I was in Sussex. Uh, but uh, uh, I noticed that, uh, once again, Tommy Robinson, Yeah. Uh, you know, the uh, English Defence League guy, uh, he keeps getting arre- yeah. arrested
1: for existing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're Tommy Robinson. Yeah. You're under arrest. <laughs> I mean, what's it <laughs> What's he I know. What's he done? And then some of the apologists for these fuckwits who think it's all right to do that yeah. were like, well, he was told not to go. Yes, I... And he made the very valid point, I have to say, where he said, well, hang on. He said, what if I organise a march and I say I don't want the BBC there. What happens then? Can yeah. I fucking get the BBC fucking arrested? No. Exactly. Just let him do that. You exa- know? Exa- exactly. You know, and also, f- the police fucked it up because they'd be much better off just leaving him there yeah. and letting him do whatever he was going to do. Yeah. Because by doing what they did and using 20-odd fucking police to arrest him, pepper spraying him and ridiculous. all that, all it does is play to his audience who think the police have got it in for him. Yeah. Because it fucking looks like they do. It's, I'm glad you made that point because I was thinking about this.
0: It's, it's a bit like if I said... To you, to you, uh, right? I'm I'm going to the horseshoe for a drink. and yeah. I don't want you yeah, down. down there, Mike. No, right. I'm telling you, don't go. Right, and then so you do turn up at right. the pub for a drink, and I get you arrested. Right. Uh, well, why are you arrested him? Well, because Kevin told him he couldn't yeah, come. Exactly. That's not against a, a,
1: you know public street. Yeah, so.
0: yeah, yeah. So Tommy
1: Robinson had every right to attend. That march. Yeah, as far as I, was I mean, it. the people organising the march had every right to say they didn't want him there, but they, they can't, can't enforce it. That. Can't
0: enforce it exactly no. right, and the police shouldn't be enforcing it either because he's a member of the public. He's got a right to fucking go there. Yeah. Uh, instead, but you know, the police say oh we're absolutely even-handed. We're not biased towards yeah, the right. left. You know, the only person they keep arresting, <laughs> is Tommy Fucking Robinson, oh,
1: no. and then they locked him up for the night. Yeah. I'm going. Sorry. I mean, I can understand them saying, all right, we're going to get you out of the area in case there's a problem. Fine, all right, okay. You can maybe just about justify that. But what the fuck are you locking him up overnight for? Yeah, yeah. It's a quite a clever ruse that he always says he's a journalist. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, no, he's not stupid. and I mean, it, But the point is is it plays into his hands because he's now back on fucking social media saying, I'm going to sue the police. So he gets another crowdfunding going, Fuck raises say. a load more money. Fuck it's say. all a bit of a fucking game, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, let's talk about um, your mate. I heard you saying you know him, this guy at, at uh, Five Live who doesn't like oh, uh, uh, walking uh, into Atene the, Atene the BBC because I mean, yeah. um, there's too many white I used people. to
0: work with him quite a lot. We used to do... Because uh, be he out used to go, go up to Manchester. Yeah, I used to be on a show... That he hosted when I was doing TV right. I mean, you know, I was on very well with him, very friendly guy. But what he's talking about now is he, he's picked up the sort of race cudgel, it's become a campaign for. Well, us. he's
1: actually managed to compare both things. I'm going to have a go at his name. It's, Nitha, it's Nihal Arthur Nayaki.
0: Yeah, Arthur Nayaki. Arthur Nayaki. I think it's a, a, a Nihal, Sri Lankan radio maybe.
1: five host who says. Born he, in Harlow, by the way. Yeah, of course. You know, <laughs> gritty, the gritty in cities on the, of Bradford, the gritty streets of Holland. this is what I mean when we talk about, you know, when the BBC talk about being very diverse, all of the people they've got who are not white, who work for the BBC might as well be because they're all fucking middle class tossers, aren't they? Yeah. Well, what he's saying is he says that
0: when working at the BBC is bad for his mental health because there are so many white employees and what he's really worried about. Uh, is uh, not so much that there aren't enough people of colour, but there aren't enough Muslims like him yes. in the newsroom. Uh, uh, but, you know, imagine if you or I, if you said, uh, you know, I'll tell you something, it's good. I come to work, I see all these people of colour, all these black faces, it's really bad for my mental health. Yeah. You'd be in fucking jail for a hate crime. Yeah, of course you would. Why is he allowed to say that about white I people? Know. Well, I
1: had a thought, right? And I thought to myself, because whenever I've been inside the BBC building, which I haven't been for a while... when I walk into a BBC movie, it's bad for my mental health, because all <laughs> I can see is fucking wankers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and all, all you can see is fucking wankers looking at you, going, what the fuck is
0: Mike yeah. Graham doing Yeah, fucking piggity How did he get in here? Uh, but, you know, it's strange that he... But you're absolutely right, though. You couldn't say that if you were white. No, could you? of course you couldn't. So, double standards again. By the way, talking to the BBC... <laughs> So they're they're trying to slash five five hundred million quid's worth of costs. Right. So, so that means that news night. news night is getting slashed to thirty minutes, and they're losing thirty of their sixty stuff. Sixty That's fucking ridiculous. people work on that piece of shit. What Half got,
1: an hour. Now, yeah.
0: Now? You really want to save some money, Auntie Beebe? I've got a much better fucking idea. Don't cut it back to thirty minutes. <laughs> cut it back to fuck all. Yeah. No. Get minutes. rid of it. <laughs> fucking piece of
1: shit show. I don't even know who presents it anymore. Uh, Kirsty Walk just no, gave up she's given she up just she just gave up and so it, presumably it'll be bloody Victoria Derbyshire the, yeah she everybody's, does a lot of it, everybody's yeah. you know sitting in fucking presenter um, yeah Newsnight used to I was saying this to somebody the other day it used to be it used to be a great show to watch you had to watch Newsnight yeah. like you used to have to listen to Radio yeah. 4 Today program exactly right exactly and, you what to have to, and you used to have to fucking um, watch Question Time now None of it's any good. It's all shit. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fucking rubbish. You're exactly right. It used to be for journalists. Uh, there's yeah. two seminal programs to watch every day. We're at
0: the start of the day, Radio yeah. Four Today program. Yeah. Now, total left wing shit. Right. Uh, and you finish the day by tuning into sort of Jeremy Paxman's excellent yeah. news night, where they have the big interview, where secretaries of state, uh, right. uh, important people, uh, all turned up to be interviewed. Now, fuck all anyone's yeah. ever on it. And
1: it doesn't say anything except left-wing bullshit. Yeah. and also so much of their news is now fucking wrong. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if you even fucking mentioned Jeremy Bowen. News seems wrong. To, yeah, news <laughs> wrong. That'd be a great show. Um, the thing is though, fucking uh, well, news fight, which Alex said. News that, fight is quite good. Yeah, a couple of fucking uh, you know presenters punching the shit out. Uh, watch that. I watch but, that. Yeah, but did you see Jeremy Bowen? um being interviewed the other day i think it was a bbc show one of those bbc programs where they sort of you know investigate themselves yeah and you know he admitted on fucking camera uh, that he made a mistake when he said that the bbc was sure that israel um had bombed the hospital that had been blown up and 500 people had been killed and here's what he said he actually said yes i did get that wrong um but with all the experience that i've got i looked at that situation i saw a picture and it looked as though it was the hospital. It turned out it was, wasn't the hospital, it was the car park, but it looked like the hospital had been razed to the ground. So I immediately came to the conclusion that it was an Israeli bomb that had hit it and had completely wiped everybody out. And so 500 people dead seemed to be a good uh, uh, way of reporting that. This is, oh, what, sorry. He this is what he said. So he just, just guessed him. And the guy it. questioned him and said, well, do you regret saying that? And he went, no. So he just guessed him,
0: yeah. Well, I reckon that probably was the Israelis, and I reckon about five hundred people are dead because I've got a lot yeah. of experience. That's yeah. not how you do a story, no. Jeremy.
1: But I mean, isn't it incredible that, that the BBC is now at that point where he thinks that that's okay? I mean, normally you would be fired for shit like that, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I think that's, it's a bit like that bloke, um, uh,
0: John Simpson. Yeah, yeah The one who oh yeah, he's he, got he, defended them. Uh, not, not, I think call, he's call, got a bit too lally, is Calling uh, Hamas terrorists. Yeah. Uh, terrorists. Uh, the thing is about this, David So you think about sensible. him. Think about um, Bowen. Think about John Simpson. It yeah. seems to me that the longer you're at the BBC mm. and both of them have been there for a hundred years, right. the worse yes. a journalist you become. That's right,
1: because you don't have to try anymore. Because everybody looks at you and goes, yeah. "Oh my God, Jeremy Bowen, you've been here for so long. You're the greatest foreign correspondent ever. Yeah. You know, and everybody trusts you." And that's what's dangerous, because people still do trust them around the world. Yeah, and as a result of that report... Fucking people were rioting in the streets all over fucking the Arab world because they thought that the Israelis had blown up a fucking hospital. I know. I know. not shocking. They hadn't. Uh, Absolutely shocking. Talking of the Arab world, what about COP28? That's taking place this you week. Go, Are you going on your private jet? i like else. To go, I couldn't get a private jet. They're all booked out. Probably, <laughs> <so>. um, <laughs> you know, it's not I'm that. F- I mean, fucking
0: hell. I suppose that these three... Do you know who's gone? Yeah. Fucking Hunza Useless has gone. Oh, From God. fucking Scotland.
1: Jesus the God. fuck is he going? You got
0: Sunak, uh, the new foreign secretary, Lord Snooty Cameron, and, <laughs> and fucking King Charles. That's a great day for him. All, all going, all going on their own private jets. Uh, to save the planet, COP28 yeah. in, Cop 28 in mm. Dubai,
1: where they're going to be making oil deals. What the guy, the guy? The charge is hosting it, right? Yeah. It's a fucking. Um, a t- oil tycoon? O- he's the owner of the eighth biggest oil producing the- company ha! in the world. <laughs> what the fuck every fucking year we get
0: the fucking cop comedy don't yeah, we it's, ridiculous. it's an absolute comedy and I get you know I wonder if that fucker Leonardo DiCaprio he usually turns he up he
1: usually turns, turns up like, there's usually a few a sort of sprinkling of celebs yeah, isn't there? yeah. But, I mean, I wonder whether they, they, they'll be going to show their solidarity in Palestine as well this year, because they'll have to do a bit of that if they go to the Middle East. But I mean, I was talking to my daughter, Emma, about this, and I said, there's only one thing you can be certain about uh, that at COP28 that they will decide to do and they will all agree on. that we should do a COP29. Yeah! It's <laughs> the only fucking thing that ever happened. for you! Do you remember last year uh, the, the guy was... I first, think it's in Brazil already. They've already decided where it's going to be. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This
0: was somewhere nice. Um, uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, Alex Sharma. Oh, yeah. Who was he the minister, minister to serve... The, and he decided that COP27, which was in Egypt, if I remember rightly, yes. uh, hadn't really been the success he hoped. <laughs> he burst into tears. Was that? I thought oh, it was Glasgow. Wasn't it in Glasgow? In Glasgow? Oh, know, was that when he did it? was 26. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, uh, and he got it together with Allegra Stratton. That's he? right, yeah. Anyway, he, he says, oh, it wasn't quite the success I hoped for, we didn't get the deal, I hope, and then burst into tears. And I thought <laughs> I thought it was a very moving, fucking wanker <laughs>
1: moment. <sir. laughs> Fucking cunt. Absolute (laughs) trats. Grow (laughs) up. Don't cry. What the fuck is wrong with you? I think you've been up all night on the fucking angel dust or something. He's a bit emotionally fragile. Of course COP26 didn't fucking work. (laughs) No cops ever fucking work. They're ridiculous. Because if they did work, they wouldn't have had fucking 27 of them. Yeah. 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 That's the fucking point. We're going to take a short pause here to hear from some friends of ours at Shopify. And we'll be back after this. Hey, Kev. Do you know what that sound is? Do you know what it means? That's something that a lot of people have been hearing a lot of just lately. Uh, And you can't help uh, but think of money, can you? Uh, Because when you hear it, what's going on? Is everyone else starting some kind of side hustle or becoming their own boss? And you know what they're hearing? They're hearing that sound. Uh, It's the sound of yet another sale on Shopify and it's the all-in-one commerce platform which can start, run, and grow your own business. It's revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide, and whether you're selling whatever it is, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a t-shirt, whether it's shoes, uh, whether it's works of art, Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can successfully grow whatever business you've got. It covers all your sales channels from a shopfront-ready point-of-sale system to its all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify even gets you selling across social. Media marketplaces, you can use Facebook, you can use Instagram, and you can use TikTok as well. There's all sorts of industry leading tools, and they're ready get you growing. Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand and you don't even have to learn new skills, you don't have to worry about the design, you don't have to worry about the coding, you've got 24-7 help and with an extensive business course library, Shopify is ready to support your success every step of the way. All you've got to do is have a quick look on it and you'll be able to see how easy it is to find your way through various different pieces of advice because you can revolutionize your business with the help of Shopify. It doesn't matter how big you want to grow, Shopify will be there to empower you with the confidence and the control to take your business to the very next level. It's time to get serious about selling and if you are, get Shopify today and this is a possibility because what you can do now is sign up for a £1 a month trial period at shopify.co.uk forward slash police. And it's all lowercase. And that is shopify.co.uk slash thoughtpolice to take your business to the next level today. Don't forget, it's easy. shopify.co.uk slash thoughtpolice. So, um, speaking of fuckwits, what about um, (laughs) Matt Hancock? Oh! The fucking doctor. COVID Matt. COVID Matt. Uh, saying that he thought he'd done a really good job the thing that amazes me about all these fucking idiots right including Gove um, Raab was in this week wasn't he Um, fucking Sadiq Khan was there my favourite line that came out today was from Jenny Harris saying that that Boris Johnson thought masks were a load of bollocks yeah (laughs)
0: So here's, the, here's what's astonishing about Dame Jenny Harris. Dame, they all got their dames and their knighthoods. There's nothing like a dame for fucking up the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. 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 you fucked up in spades. <laughs> well We'd like to honour you. Yeah. Uh, so but anyway, it's Gen- it's Gen- Jenny Harris, Dame Jenny Harris, as yeah. she is now. She was the deputy chief medical officer in the pandemic, uh, and she's she's, yeah, she's, she's the, the forgotten one. So she? she said two things at the at the cunt inquiry, yeah. useless COVID inquiry. Mm. That stunned me. One was that it was entirely clinically justifiable uh, to take COVID-suffering pensioners out of hospital and stick them into fucking care homes where they could infect, uh, uh, infect... they elderly mates. Mm. Absolutely outrageous. I don't think that's clinically justifiable. It's certainly not morally justifiable. No. And secondly, this was the fucking killer for me. She said, oh, yeah, well, masks, there's no proof that they work. Well, why were we made to wear yeah. them by law, then? Right. Well, why didn't you Fuck say that out. at the time? Exactly right. Fucking hell. But this is the
1: thing. I mean, they were arguing this week with, with, between Dominic Raab and fucking Sajid Javid about who was in charge. I said... Hang on a minute, why would anybody want to admit to being in charge <laughs> of a fucking shambles? You'd yeah. be running away at 100 miles an hour for anything that goes that fucking wrong, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you something, right? Here's the deal
0: with this. People say, well, because the, the, the scandal of this very expensive uh, inquiry, which has already cost more than £100 million, 100 million. Uh, it's employing more than 100 lawyers, not to oh. mention everybody else. You know, well, this is a cool. new gravy train. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. Get on the inquiry. The, 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 the scandal of it, of course as you well know, is uh, the remit. So the remit does not allow uh, any questions about whether or it's only did we lock down early enough. Or did we lock down extensively enough? No, they're not allowed to ask, should we have locked down at all? No. That's the fucking key question. So anyway, there's so much shit So people go, well, who made these rules? Well, I'll tell you who made these fucking rules. When the government hired... Baroness Heather Hallett in June 21, yeah. they said you've got to come up with the boundaries. What is this right. inquiry about? So she came up with this. Anyway, she's shitting it now, and so are the establishment. Because what actually, the remit she came up with is this. Mm. It's an establishment protector. Yeah. It's, uh, of course she didn't make a mistake with a lockdown. I mean, it, with lockdowns work. No, no, no. Lockdowns didn't fucking yeah. work, and we should be talking about this. And when Michael Gove dared dare to say maybe COVID was man-made, yeah. that King's Council goes, no, 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 we're not going there. Anyway, oh, yeah. anyway. There yeah, are, yeah,
1: the COVID no, doesn't want to know where COVID came from. And it doesn't right. want to
0: know whether or not lockdown's worked. No. It, it's, it's, it's starting, it's, really inquiry it's still, starting isn't? point is that lockdown's worked. Well, they fucking didn't. This is the inquiry without a spirit of inquiry. Yes. And anyway, she's running scared now. Right. And uh, they're talking about changing the remit. Uh, they are realizing that the public are not buying this. Right. This is a fucking great con, mm. uh, uh, designed to uh, protect the political and medical establishment, it will run on mm. until 2030, it's seven ridiculous. or eight years, and it will cost more than a billion pounds. And we have to stop it in its tracks. Right. The public have
1: got to rise you know rise there's up. another fucking disease on the fucking horizon? Oh, yeah. I was reading the well, the this morning. not this pig swine thing. No, thing. not that. That's yeah. bollocks. I mean, <laughs> the fucking Sky News tries to put Another one of those there. ones you get from you animals. Know, right at the end of the fucking story, it said, oh, the human who managed to um, contract this particular yeah. disease uh, has fully recovered. So there's no fucking story. But there is a story apparently. Yeah. There's some kind of form of pneumonia which is going around oh, yeah. uh, in China and they've started uh, they've started locking them. people down, they've started oh. making them wear masks and it's happening apparently in Denmark for all places. I don't know why, why Denmark. <sighs> I don't know if there's a connection between China and Denmark. But I mean, keep your fucking eyes open for that because there'll be more of that coming. Jesus but apparently God. it affects young people so we'll be alright. So there's no need for that, us to do anything. Do you know that's sort of interesting? Of course, COVID,
0: um, you know, it wasn't actually all that faint no. at all. I mean, our reaction to that reasonably minor kind of variation... No, I mean, what, what we did... What, our was, reaction was way over ridiculous. the top. Ridiculous. Way over the top. Well, do
1: you remember the, the first sort of week or two I don't remember what, what you were doing that in, in that particular time, yeah. 2020. When I remember walking out of the, the, the telephone exchange, which is no longer there, the oh, pub, pub. and That was my last... It's a pub, pub. not a telephone yeah, exchange. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was a pub, yeah. Um, and I remember talking to the girl behind the bar, and she was like, um, I think Lithuanian what? or something like that. She was a student, and she was like, I think I might have to go home because I'm a student, and the college is just closed down. And I was like, right, okay. And I thought to myself, I remember walking to the escalator to go into my car, and I thought, this is a couple of weeks... And coming into work the next day, fucking streets deserted, no fucker around, unbelievable. Like something out of a movie. And two years of shit in your head. And and two years have totally fucked my sense of timing now. I don't know where anything went, I don't know what happened, I don't know Uh, what fucking. um, Well, uh, they they, said that these cunts, the fucking government, and these medical fascists.
0: They stole our lives. Yeah. They stole our fucking lives. They shut down the economy. They ruined the fucking country. And now they're having an inquiry, telling each other what a great yeah. job they did. You fucking didn't you, no. assholes, <laughs> Fucking wankers, <laughs> honestly. They really are the pits, are they? Yeah. That well as I say as I say there, there was a big move now but you know what I for think? people to rise up and say, No, 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 we want a proper COVID. Yeah, movement yeah movement. and that's what should happen.
1: But I think also we saw this week another example of this that We've somehow managed to allow the fucking sort of plutocrats, the technocrats to take over Britain. Mm. You know, the sort of senior civil servants. Those two guys that we, we saw with Lee Anderson this week, you know, yeah. in the Home yeah. Office. Yeah. I mean, fucking hell, did you see them? Lee Anderson's asking them for figures on how many people they've deported, right, yeah. in the last six months, not including Albanians and not including somebody else. Yeah. And they literally just looked at him and went, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be sending you those figures. He said, well, do you not know? And and they sort of look through and they started turning pages and like this and he says well, pretty basic figure. Could you, figure, could isn't you tell it? me how many have, have been deported maybe in the last month? Well, um, now they got four people behind them. They're all shaking their heads. And you go the fucking heads to the Home Office. How the fuck do you not know how many people you deported? Because it won't be a very big number. It's probably fucking zero. Yeah, the thing right? is, there's a
0: good piece in the Daily Mail today, uh, which says that the Tory Party has been taken over again by elitists, uh, globalists and people whose opinions on immigration and migrants uh, are not in tune with the British public. Uh, they're looking down on us because mm. we're worried about the number of migrants coming into the country. Yeah. They don't care what we think. They plough on regardless. Yeah. They think we're kind of Neanderthals. Yes. And uh, that's why the Tory party are going to lose the next election because they've allowed these fuckers. And by the way, Rishi Sunak
1: is one of them to uh,
0: take over yeah. the Tory party. But there's
1: a couple of decent Tory MPs I've been talking to recently. Uh, they're not who, all guns, Who have said look at what's happened in fucking Netherlands with old Geert Wilders, who's also blocked me, by the way. Um, and <laughs> fuck you're too right-wing. No, apparently... <laughs> well, when he tried to come to Britain, I think I said something like, you don't bother flying into Britain uh, to fucking uh, demonstrate and fucking yeah. uh, tell everybody how fucking much of a cunt you are, because we've already got plenty of them here, Thanks. um but also maloney in italy we're okay for cunts yeah we're really we're full up (laughs) Um, up europe is is going more and more to the right because people are fed fed up to the back teeth with all the fucking migrants i mean i don't know what you saw when you were on holiday in the summer but you know everywhere you go now in europe i went to cyprus um in june you see them everywhere and you you know they're fucking migrants it's very easy to tell um and you go to Italy, you see them, you go to France, you see them, you know, every fucking European country is the yeah. same problem we've got, if not worse. Yeah. Right. And people have fucking had enough.
0: And politicians, uh, you know, as I say, they all think we're Neanderthal for being worried about this. Uh, and uh, so the public in places like Holland, and it probably will happen in Britain, they go, these, these fucking politicians, they're just not listening to us. Let's vote for someone who does. Mm. Uh, and that someone will be someone like Gert Votwein. Yeah, it will. It won't be Rishi Globalist Sunak or fucking establishment fucking poor Lord Snooty so, Cameron. or will secure flip By the way, by the way, wasn't that the most depressing political event of recent times yeah. of modern times the rehabilitation the resuscitation
1: yeah. of that establishment fucking bore right. camera I know and worse than that was all the people who they wheeled out to so say what a wonderful oh, brilliant leader he was yeah, yeah. and how he fantastically, was shit. and how fantastically respected he is on the national no he's not stage. he was fucking hopeless well I liked Peter Hitchens nickname for it which was Lord Slippery of Tripoli yeah
0: very <laughs> good very good
1: yeah he was the friend of Libya. Yeah. Completely fucked Libya. Completely,
0: fuck Completely Libya. fucked Syria. Yeah. Uh, was and, and totally Britain. was to- Britain. totally <laughs> yeah totally fucking wrong on the EU. Yeah. Uh, useless politician. Yeah. Would
1: never write about anything. No. Well, absolutely right. Incredible. Now the least surprising story of the day. We'll finish up with this one. Uh, Revealed. It says here more than half of A and E's are failing as experts fear. Wait for it. A dire winter ahead for the NHS. Ow! I mean, it's bit, normally they start warning about this, this is the last winter for the NHS ever, uh, about October time. I mean, we're nearly in December a now. Bit late but, this year. It's very late. I mean, I'm a bit worried about yeah, the fucking... Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's, So they've, they've basically named all these hospitals where the A&E departments yeah. are so fucking bad that you basically might as well not bother going there. In fact, you're better off fucking taking your own appendix out and hoping for the best. <laughs> 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 They're fucking useless,
0: these hospitals, I mean, aren't they? Just Shit. The NHS shit you need more funding. No, you need to be less of a cunt yeah. and stop spending money ridiculously. Two hundred billion fucking quid a year to the NHS, and they say it's not enough. Yeah. Do me a fucking favour.
1: But also, everyone I talk to who goes anywhere near hospitals and who's or is working in them says that you'll never. You see loads of fucking nurses, you see loads of doctors, but whenever you ask any of them to do anything, they go, "Oh no, don't do that. I'll get you the nurse that does yeah, that." Yeah, yeah. You know, they've basically broken the thing up to such an extent that they've got so many layers of fucking management and nurses who do no fucking nursing all they do is fucking <laughs> walk around with clipboards <laughs> that you can't actually get anything fucking fixed yeah you and know. They,
0: they'll still wear masks uh, oh yeah all the time of in hospital yeah yeah, they're useless hospitals the NHS is useless it's fucking uh, crap absolutely fucking crap I, I think we should privatise it yeah I mean
1: well I mean I think you might as well because I think more people than ever are now realising that there's no point in even going to the NHS you know because I went and got my operation done Privately, yeah. and it was quite a busy hospital. And mm-hmm. you could see that there were people there who clearly just decided to fucking pay for it themselves because they can't fucking wait yeah, people, any longer. People are going bankrupt, so
0: get trying to get money for operations that the NHS should do on them, but can't. Yeah.
1: Because uh, the NHS is fucking useless. Right. Fucking useless. Absolute shit. Anyway. Um, what can I tell you? Um, any football news? Uh, yeah, I was,
0: uh, I was up at uh, Craven College on Monday uh, for the top game, uh, Fulham versus Wolverhampton Wanderers, and uh, Fulham won 3-2 in a match. So was a <laughs> well, no, 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 it was a oh, like thriller. No, 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 it was like watching, <laughs> it was like watching VAR. <laughs> and then for four, this is how long the, the match lasted, 104 minutes. Because the whole fucking match was just VAR. And now they're doing
1: VAR on corners, right? Isn't that the idea? Well, they're talking about it. but I don't know. How would that work, then? Well, the, the, they're just saying that if you take a corner... If, well, if somebody it's an, says it's an illegal corner, yeah, it's an illegal yeah, it's, corner? So
0: if you dispute that that's a corner, right. you'll have to go to VAR. Mm, I mean, so. that's getting ridiculous. But matches will last two fucking hours. Mm. Uh, and I just think we should go back to what we used to do. You, you, look, what for ever since until VAR came along referees you know they made mistakes yeah. but we accept that human error it was to, part of the game wasn't it but, but think about it 99.9% of decisions that referees made without VAR were right yes uh, they got some incidents wrong and
1: sometimes they didn't see things but you have to but accept those that most managers and players and fans would yeah. say over the course of the season. Yeah, 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 exactly. A couple go against you, a couple go against them. It
0: wasn't, the system wasn't broken. Mm. Why did we fucking fix it? And now, we've got this fucking VAR thing, which doesn't give you definitive decisions anyway. Yeah. Uh, You know, you you get a a VAR decision, oh, that was a penalty. You look back on it, you go, fucking... Well, look at that
1: goal they just announced the Liverpool goal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's fucking a joke, isn't it? But this is the thing, you can't make something which is a movable fucking and changeable situation you can't be absolutely 100% right about it no matter how many fucking computers you use because it moves too quick you can't fucking judge it I mean it's it's fucking cold
0: uh, and it's late on Monday night and you know we're we're there for uh, for 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 104 fucking minutes games last 90 minutes so you put bloody half time in that right. by the time I got fucking over it was about half past midnight that's you know ridiculous. ridiculous but anyway at least we won well, at least you got three that's points. a rare thing very good <laughs> absolutely right right
1: well listen um, it's getting near Christmas but uh, I shall be going off to America at the weekend so well, lucky I you. should report back you come back next week though. yeah, yeah I'll be, I'm just off on Monday I'll be back Actually, Tuesday morning alright all things being equal so uh, we will so regroup, we will
0: another regroup for another thought please this time next week but until then you can all fuck off yeah exactly bye right, kids <laughs>